Welcome to Men's Book Club. Men's Book Club. <laughs> That's a good note. Yeah, I held that one up. I feel like you could sing. No, no, yeah, not at all. I, I definitely can't. Oh, no, I can tell you definitely can't. I definitely Like, I can fake it like I just did and fool you. You can't even do that. No, because you know. I, I have a terrible voice. Yeah, you do. And I never, <clears throat> I never tried. <laughs> karaoke is my biggest nightmare. Yeah, my you you singing karaoke is also my biggest nightmare. So really, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, that uh, now that we got that out of the way, welcome uh, everybody. Thanks for listening in today. We got a good one. This is going to be our Donna Tart battles challenge. <laughs> Battle of the books. Battle of the books. Um. We like to do something a little bit different. That's why we did this. We each read something from the same author. We're going to compare, see what the other person thinks. Um, but, you know, we would definitely do this again with another author. Um, we or we could do it with, like, with similar books. Like, that's what we should have done. We should have done Catcher in the Rye and Dead Eye Dick at the same time. How dare you? We should have. Uh, no, I, I get what you're saying. Two different, two of the same genres would have been No, good. but, but you, only because they're separate. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, they're... Well, we are here now, and we're learning as we go, and we'll see how this does. Um, I'm glad I actually ended up reading this. So why don't you start off, Matt? Tell us what your book was about, and um, give us a little bit of some... some see, I was misled. Okay, go ahead. I was misled, because... When you read the back of the book, mm-hmm. it, it's, you know, there was a, so basically it's a, I don't know, where did yours take place? Was it, is she a, because Goldfinch took place in New York, right? Yes. And the, where did that take place? This one was in Vermont. Okay. This one was like, this is almost like a gothic southern yeah, that's, book, which is, I, her, I don't think that's the norm for her. No, but she's from the South. Is she so really? She, I think she wrote a book for the South because she's from the South. I think she's from Mississippi. Okay, well, basically, it's about um, there was a murder. Uh, this guy, the kid, was like twelve years old, Robin, and um, he had a baby sister, Harriet, who who doesn't really remember anything at that time. So it kind of reminds me of vaguely of like To Kill a Mockingbird. Okay, even though it's not first person, it, it follows this girl Harriet around when she's like about twelve. Okay, and her brother was was um, they found him dead. Hanging from like a tree. Okay. Like when he was like, but but she was a baby. Okay. So so she's very interested in finding out who did it because nobody was like caught. Uh, when you say it's to kill, like to kill a mockingbird, were they were they like black? Is it a black family? No, but it was just like I think the point of view of like okay. A, a, like so they a, weren't. So it wasn't like a black family. No, it, wasn't it, was, a racist, like, it, it was no. It wasn't like a racism book kind of thing. No. Okay. It was like, well, yeah, th- there was a. I guess. It, the, the the guy that ended up doing it is like black, I believe, but they're not. It, it was just like more of a. It was a field just because it was like a southern book okay. in. I got you. In her point of view, almost, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't first person, but it followed her. Okay. Around, so basically, she becomes curious of like who murdered her brother because she wasn't alive then. So she she starts asking questions about. Uh, she has like these. She has a grandmother, some great aunts too, the the grandmother's sisters, and her mom's like pretty neglectful. The dad is he doesn't live with them. He like works in Knoxville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. He just sends them money. He's barely in town. She has another sister that's, that's a, the best kind of dad. Yeah. She has like another sister a little bit older, but she's kinda like 
Brad's like she sleeps a lot. You know, this is the best kind of sister. Yeah, and <laughs> she has like a friend named uh, I don't even know how to pronounce it. I I, I probably did it wrong. Like Heal Healy. H E L Y. Helly Healy. I don't know, but that's just interesting that we wouldn't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. So <laughs> she has a friend. He's a little. I think he's like a year younger. And he comes, like, with her to try to find out who did this. And so they end up finding it, it that she is a maid. And the maid noticed that Robin, the boy, was, like, fighting with a kid the day that he died. This guy named Danny Radcliffe. Mm. He's, like, a... Uh, his family sells, like... The guy from Harry Potter. Danny Radcliffe. Oh. <laughs> 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 did that not pop into your head? When no, you it didn't. It didn't, actually. I don't know why. <laughs> Because it's spelled a little differently. <laughs> okay. um, so basically, it's like they're like a drug family, and they have like methamphetamine that they sell. And there's like an older brother who's kind of crazy, and one of them is a preacher. The grandmother's name is Dumb, which is really nice. weird. Um, At least that's easy to pronounce. Yeah, that was easy. That I knew. <laughs> so basically, she found out, or she thinks it's this kid. So they have like snakes, and she. That family, because of their, I guess they're, when they're trying to do the drugs, they want to ship it when the snakes are shipped, you know, so nobody, I guess, detects it. Mm-hmm. So they end up, and the best, I, I think, seeing the book is like them trying to steal a snake from his house. And they, of course, they come home and chaos ensues. Mm-hmm. And their plan is to drop the snake on the guy that killed her brother. Because okay. he has a convertible. But oh, okay. when they drop the snake, it's like they dropped it on the grandmother because she was driving the car. So then, you know, Harriet, Harriet leaves. She goes to Summer Clam just to get away. She leaves her friend who can get in trouble, but she's like, oh, she's convinced, you know, somebody's going to find out that they did this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then one of the great aunt dies and she comes back and they kind of put two and two together then. Harry was involved because she was involved. They saw her the day that they were stealing the snake. <laughs> so, man, nobody's good at hiding. No, nobody's nobody's really good at hiding, and it, it all comes down to a blowout where Danny ends up killing his brother, who's a, like a, he's a crazy maniac because of the drugs. He's like so high out, and Harry's there at the time, and she they're trying to drown her. All this other crazy shit happens, and then she ends up in the hospital. And the dad comes back into hmm. town, like for like the first time you see him, and he, I guess this is where the title comes. He's like, he's like, yeah, it's right. The little friend is uh, that kid, Danny, but it's kind of left a little unresolved. It's, so we don't find out who killed. No, but the dad says it is, but you don't. It's not like stated. The dad alludes to who yeah. killing him. Yeah, who. The kid Danny, this... But nobody... There's no proof. Yeah, there's no proof. But he does go to jail for his murder of his own brother. Because this guy named Farah. He's like this... Like I said, he was strung out on drugs. Mm. So that's pretty much... Interesting. So it really wasn't about who killed her brother. It was like the events leading up to her finding out. Yeah, it was... And it's never really even, like, confirmed. You know, it's just kind of... I think the family knows, but I guess it's hard to get that proof. And there were kids at the time. It was like 12. Mm. The thing is, I, I, I don't know how to feel about this book because it's very, very long. The chapters are long. I feel like 
I feel like there was a lot of description that didn't need to be in the book. Like, it felt like it just went on and on and on and hmm. on and on and on. And then chapters were really long, so it was, like, split up almost. And I have, like, Harriet's thing and then even the other, the Ratcliffe family. So I, I thought it was a kind of confusing. I'd rather chapters be split up when there's another... A point of view? Yeah. Gotcha. It, it was a little... Back and f- a little too back and forth, but maybe she did that because if the chapter was long, she'd make a million chapters. I, I'm not really. Yeah, that's interesting. Though that's interesting. Yeah, did I... they? Did they? What happened to the to Harriet? What ends up happening? Like, does anything after after that guy goes to jail? No, she, no, no. She does just she kinda... feel like the problem is resolved. I don't think so. It doesn't really allude oh. to that. like. Yeah, but it's like. You know what? I love... You know I love those... Like I love the books like Gone Girl and all that. Mm-hmm. So when I when I read the, the back, that's what I felt. But it wasn't like that. No, because I think it was... But I don't think it was supposed to be, I guess. You just thought it was. Yeah, I mean, just because I was like, oh, okay. Like, is a thing she's looking at. But it wasn't really about finding the... Mer- like, there was a lot of stretches where it just kind of even went... Veered off into other things, you know? Like... Mm. That's interesting. That's not what I would what I would have expected. Yeah, I, I, but I did feel like like sometimes I was like a little. I like description of books. Sometimes I was like, oh, this was on TV, and it's like I don't know. <laughs> I that. Uh, when was that written? You want to look at the front of that? That I want to. I wonder what what year it was written. Uh, two thousand two. Two thousand two. Yeah, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Okay. Because this was what her second. No. Yeah, her, her second. Second. Yeah. So when she had Goldfinch, it was like 2012. 2012 or 13, okay. Goldfinch, 1992. Okay, so she does Yeah, that. she does like every 10 years, it seems. So. Yeah, I 2022, do baby! Or 23! It's coming up. The, the one, I did read on like Goodreads, because I read some reviews on it. I felt like this was her least mm-hmm. popular. Yeah, that, that's what it seemed <clears> like. But I think this one's like a, a stray from the north. I think this is like her... You know how like some people have like that work that's not. It's not typical of what they usually. Yeah, but do. but they, they appreciate it more than other yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. But even though other people, it's almost like, like a story she wanted to tell, but it doesn't make a good book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think that's what people thought of it. Like, but I, I don't think it was rated bad. It just wasn't. And she's a good writer. I mean, she's definitely good. Mm-hmm. And and there is scenes where you're like the tension was there when they're trying to like right. get the snake and the kids in the house and Harriet has to like pretty much risk it all to like get them to come out so he can escape so that was kind of cool but that was like few and far between then it would go on to like other things you're like what is that like i don't know why they're i'm kind of sad that you read her least good book because now you're not gonna appreciate how good she is I, I mean, you did say you did say the other book was really good, I, and you like this one. You said so. I, yeah, I would give her a shot again. It, it just it, I uh, look, um, but I think it was more expectation for me of if I like that kind of. I think the reason I picked you when you went to the bookstore, you saw that book, yeah. and I saw this, and I read the back, and I think I assumed it was more like okay, there's a murder, and this girl is going to be relentless and finding it, but it. It is, but it isn't. It's... What I'm finding fascinating is that all of her books have murders in them. That's interesting. That's what sells. That's interesting. That's what sells. But she does all three in different ways. Yeah, this one is like, this one's more like before. 
Mm. You know, it's... So, so do you feel like... Um, let's put it this way. Do you feel like she... If she made that book smaller, it would have been better? I think so, yeah. yeah. I, I do, because I think... I think at time it went on... See, I think... Depends on what she was trying to do, I guess. I think I, when I picked it up, like I said, I was expecting more of that. Um, That'll kill you. The expectation. Yeah, because you're you. like expecting, like, not exactly like those books, but like, it's going to hit those, like, and then this happened. And yeah. This mystery happened, and this one happened. And it wasn't like that. I think it was more about her. It's like a coming of age story. Yeah, it's like more. Um, like, um, you probably didn't see it, but that Quentin Tarantino movie, the, the Hollywood one that came out. Oh, like last year. Um, a uh, once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, that one. No, I want where, to see where it people are like, I saw it. I didn't really love it, but it was. I think it more of like, okay, my love story to mm. L.A. Right, and people right. love it that live out there. But this, I think, is her love story, maybe to like the South. The South. Mm. That's what it seems like. I think that's what her. I th- I think because it wasn't the other way, you know, it wasn't yeah. like because it wasn't focused on. I think it was like, yeah, it was focused on the character, you know, the, yeah. some of the characters. Like, coming of age story. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. So, The Secret History, I felt completely different. I love this book. And not to say I, like, desperately hate this book, but I know you love it. Well, there's, there's nothing worse than um, Margaret Atwood's The Handmaid's Tale, but um, sure. when, you've read, when you've read that, you know. Um, you can yeah. only, unless you're in the Testament. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the new one is. Yeah, yeah, it's you know it because you are probably going to be secretly reading it and not telling me that you're reading it. Uh, <laughs> I see it under your desk. He taped it under his desk. <laughs> um, so the secret history is from the first pages, she tells you what happened. The group, A group of students kill this kid. Okay. Uh, his name is Bunny. His nickname is Bunny. And I would kill him too. And they kill, <laughs> they kill him. And the protagonist, the main guy in the story, his name is Richard Pappen. It, it, does it follow one person? Yes. Or is it, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's Richard Pappen. Um, it was Goldfinch like that too. Yes. Okay, so this yep. was like yeah, like a one-off one. Be, yeah. Because this one was different. Where like there's so many characters that it was. That's what I'm saying. I, I feel like you got one of her odd book, like her uh, only odd book. I think if you read this or the Goldfinch, mm-hmm. I think you would you would. Yeah, Look yeah, at her in a different light. Yeah. Um, so the story follows Richard Pappin, the protagonist, who moves out from California to a college in Vermont. And he only goes to this school because he doesn't want to live with his mom he anymore. Likes <laughs> he doesn't live he doesn't want to live with his mom anymore, and he finds a random pamphlet for the school, Hampton. Bennington? Huh? Bennington? No. That's the only town I know. No, Hampton. Um in Vermont, and he just he applies. Knows yeah. He he applies, and he basically gets a scholarship to go there. And he decides I'm gonna pack my stuff and go to the school that I'm, that I don't know anything time. about. That is always the most impressive thing. To yeah, me. I love that. Yeah, even though maybe you don't want to, like you're going cross country, you're getting the fuck. Yep. Up. But he kills. Him. He hated California. He hated everything about it. He, he hates he, bunny rabbits. He, <laughs> he clearly hates bunnies. Uh, no, but. The story, the first thing, the, one of the opening lines is, is him saying, and Bunny was dead, and we and we killed him. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's, he goes into this college, he doesn't really know anybody, and as he's there, he's basically pretending that he 
he doesn't want people to know that he came from like a broken home because everybody over there is so uppity and rich. Okay. So he really in Vermont. Yeah, in that school specifically. Okay. Um, so he ends up stumbling onto this group of kids that um, take this Greek classic class with this professor named Julian. And basically, that group of kids, the five kids that hang out together, are their own school almost. Like, they don't go to other professors. They don't really? go to other classes. That guy, Julian, is teaching them everything. You know, all their subjects are being taught for him. Is that he's, he's their advisor. No, but again, he... He donates his salary to the school, oh, and and he has creep. and he has a lot of money. So nobody oh, really says anything to him. <laughs> so nobody <laughs> says anything to him, and everybody those five kids love him. He picks the kids. Nobody can sign up oh, for this no. class. It's five people. They have it in his office. They don't go to like anywhere else. Yeah, I know it sounds creepy when I'm saying it this way, but it doesn't seem he's almost like a mentor to these kids, okay. right? And Richard Pappin is coming into the school. He sees these five kids. He almost and yeah, that's exactly what he wants. He wants to be part of the group because he's like, first of all, he likes the subject of classic Greek for whatever reason. He's that sounds like one of the worst subjects. Yeah, he he just liked it. He was supposed to take Spanish in high school, ended up taking Greek, and he liked it. He ended up doing really well in it. And he also he liked the way that those kids were sort of off to themselves. They were mysterious, so there was something like attracting him to the kids. Anyway, he he stum- he keeps stumbling upon to them, and eventually he ends up getting into their circle, and he becomes one of the group, and he finds out, you know, they're they're obviously all wealthy. They all have money. They either have an apartment or an estate that they live in off campus or whatever. And then this professor that they all admire and what have you. So about halfway through the book, these five students without Richard Pappin, actually five of them because there's no Richard and there's no bunny, um, decide that they want to go to the forest and have like an outer body experience. They feel like... Oh, the... oh, oh, oh. So in California, he didn't kill... No, 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 no. They this kill... Is... So he's, he's in the beginning he's forward. recounting. Right, right. Oh, yeah, oh. this is he's saying that they killed Bunny and then oh, they killed Oh, I thought back. he was going to California. To no, 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 no. Bunny is one of the five kids. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's the first opening line is that he's dead and then she starts taking us back in time. Um, yeah, so so halfway through the book they decide that they want to have this outer body experience like all the greek greats did they apparently like fasted for three days didn't eat did a bunch of drugs and all they're trying to do is have an outer body experience so they can experience what the gods experience and while they're doing this they're they're drugged out of their mind they're walking around in a forest at night um a guy sneaks up on them they don't know why and they kill him and they're hopped up on drugs and they don't just kill him, they mutilate his body. Oh, no. I mean, they go crazy. They're all on drugs. Um, they come home, they wash their clothes, whatever, and a Bunny is there in, in one of the guy's apartments where they end up going back to, and he sees that they're all bloody. And they're like, wow, what, what, why are you guys so bloody? They're like, period. oh, we, we killed the deer with our car. And Which then he, song or period? And then your guys. <laughs> And uh, there's, they're all guys except one girl. Oh, okay. And um, they, he goes outside and he looks at the car and he's like, it doesn't seem like your car is damaged. And how are you bloody if you hit it with your car? 
And where's yeah. the dent on the car? So basically, he's asking too many questions. Yeah, he's asking too many questions. And then he it goes into the paper that there's this man that died in the forest. And he starts to put two and two together. And he's kind of... His parents are rich, but they don't give him any money. And he starts basically taking money from these kids. Like He's like... It's basically like an understanding, even though they don't say anything. Like, oh, give me money or else I'll go to the police. Oh, yeah. And... He ends up like extorting them to take him to trips to Italy and take him out to dinner and pay for his he's whatever. And he's he, they give him an allowance almost. They give him money. They do whatever he wants. And then they get to a point where they feel like this guy is too much trouble and they decide that they're going to kill him. Now at this point, Richard Pappen is part of the group and this guy, Bunny, is so paranoid that he's going to end up dying. Obviously because he keeps he fucking knows. around with them. That he starts basically becoming aggressive towards everybody. Why, why, but here's my, like, why, if you know, if you know they brutally, yeah, why would you mess with Yeah, them? well, he, in the beginning, he was doing it as a joke, and, and then he realized, hand, yeah, yeah, he realized, like, wait a minute, they're serious, and he's like, let me get some money out of it. He doesn't have any money. Um, he's, he's kind of like a drunk, they're all kind of drunk, but, uh, anyway, this this is this is all happening, and he starts going aggressive on everybody, and he everybody starts hating him in the group. And again, he's sort of part of this inner circle, so it's not like he's communicating with a lot of people, except his girlfriend who goes to the college, but she's not part of the group. But they kind of fight all the time, kind of like your friend. They fight all the time. Yeah. They don't really like each other too much. Oh, I know. So one day they come up with a plan that they try to come up with different ways to kill the kid because they're like he's going to go to the police and he's going to get us all in trouble and they decide that the best way to do that is to make it a hiking accident because he hikes a lot by himself and they're going to make it seem like he slipped fell and died oh, no. so he ends up coming to the cliff they they kind of spook him he falls he slips he dies it breaks his neck he's, he's dead Snow covers him for in Vermont. There's a crazy storm. What they were hoping is that the next day somebody would find him and see that, oh, this guy oh, is... Fell. Yeah, he fell. But a storm happens overnight and snow covers his body for 10 days. And for 10 days now, the cops are thinking that there's a murder out there. And that's what they're trying to avoid. They don't want an investigation, but everybody's family is rich there. So, so they, they, the they, FBI yeah. shows up, you know, like the sheriff, the cops, investigators, everybody's showing up because now it's like rich families are involved. And for 10 days, they're sort of panicking. And they have to pretend. They have to pretend they care because it's part of their group. Like the he's, Yeah, like exactly. They go on the search. They try to be like part of it all. And then the snow melts after 10 days. They find his body and then they decide, oh, this guy has been dead for about 10 days. And it seems like a hiking accident. Whatever. Um, but that's honestly all the first half of the book. Oh. The second half of the book is just them dealing with the guilt, with the fact that they killed somebody. What are they going to do about it? How are they going to feel? Like, it's just, it's it, his going to the funeral with his family there and then having to pretend that they're upset. I mean, they start to feel guilty, but they did it. You know, like, so, and they did it to cover up another murder, yeah. and the main guy... They're in too deep. Right, the main guy, uh, Rich uh, Pappen, he's 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 sort of like, he's having an existential crisis, because they're all rich, and he's not, so he's like, after this, they're all gonna be fine, they'll go wherever, I, what am I gonna do, like, I'm for the rest of my life, this is the only thing I've accomplished. Yeah. And he starts to freak out, and meanwhile, he has a crush on the girl that's part of the group, but... 
she is sort of in love with another guy in the group and whatever. The point is, everybody's going crazy and little by little, all of them start to break down. Like one of them ends up being an alcoholic nonstop. All he wants to do is drink. And then he starts to get paranoid that they're going to kill him because he's turning into such an alcoholic. He's going to be a liability. Yeah, yeah. So he tries to hide with another guy. And then the guy that's hiding him ends up being a guy that everybody thinks is... Everybody starts to get paranoid that they're going to be next to be off. Well, that's a problem else. when you do it with a... With a group of people, right? No, that's a problem with murder. <laughs> uh, but I always... I, I did think about that. Like, if you were... Not murdering somebody, but if you... If somebody did it, you you wouldn't know the guilt until you did yeah, it. Yeah, like, exactly. How immensely... That's... that's she, did, she did such a good job. I... I look, I, I know, like, the book... That you read wasn't the top one, but for Goldfinch and for this one, she did such a good job. Honestly, better than almost any author I've read. Mm. Doing this thing where she doesn't give you what you want, but she just gives you yeah. enough. Okay. And in the beginning, it used to frustrate me. I'm like, every time a sentence is about to happen, they get interrupted. And I was like, God, just finish the fucking sentence. But... <laughs> She does such a good job of just giving you enough to keep the pages turning. Yeah, and she, she resolves it in the end always. But she doesn't give you too much. She never does. But she gives you just enough. And towards the end, when the ending of it happening, you're like, all right, the ending of the book, it's going to be a happy ending. One of the saddest endings really? for a book ever. I mean, the main guy that orchestrated it, Henry, he's, he's sort of the leader of the group. Um, everybody's having rumors that he was trying to pin the murder of Bunny on each of them. <laughs> They're hearing it from like different sources. They don't believe it, but that's what everybody keeps thinking. And they're like, oh, if he's trying to pin it on me, maybe he's going to kill me next because he thinks I'm a liability, whatever. And this guy, Henry, obviously doesn't like he's in love with the girl that's been part of the group. So they're like, oh, he's probably spending a lot of time with her because he's trying to kill her. Yeah. Or like he maybe he wants to kill her. Her brother is part of the group. He wants to kill her brother because he's the drunk, whatever. At the end of the day, to, they go to this professor, this guy that they think is their mentor, the guy that's supposed to be there for them for the rest of their lives. And they tell him about oh, the murder. Yeah. What, what and this you... main guy, Henry, the leader of the group. Yeah, the main... Well, he kind of finds out, but they, they finally confess to it. Like, he gets a letter from Bunny before he dies telling him, to the professor, oh. that he thinks that they're going to kill him. Um, so he kind of, like, so sent him knows. a letter. He just didn't see it until much later. Um, so he they confess to it. This main guy, Henry, he's part of the... He's the main guy in the group. And he's sort of almost, like, obsessed with this professor. He's he's a father figure to him. He, he loves the guy. He tells him, and almost instantly the professor tells him to leave. He quits his job, and he leaves. And he doesn't talk to the kids ever again. But he doesn't turn them in. He doesn't turn them in. And Henry, the main guy, the main character, uh, the main guy in the group, thinks that that's the most cowardly thing that he can do. He's like, you, we keep talking about loyalty and being there for each other and all this stuff in all these classes and what the Greek gods did and all this. And then the moment something happens, he runs away like a coward. And he can't get over that. He, they explain it for the rest of the story. He has a broken heart. Like he, oh, no. to him, that is, he's, he, he said it. He was like, uh, he was telling them, uh, Richard, the protagonist, he's like, I loved him more than I loved anybody else in life. 
He's like, to me, he was like a god. Like he yeah. loved the guy. And he broke his heart. He just left him and never talked to him. He doesn't answer his calls, doesn't do anything. So Henry ends up, at the end of the day, he's like, I just want you all to know that I would never be like that. I am all about loyalty and kills himself oh, and wow. frames himself basically as the reason that all this chaos happened. So, you know, there's like a fight that happens or well, whatever. He ends up shooting himself. And basically at the end of it, he's doing it to show the rest of the group that they can stay together. Like, there is still loyalty among us. I would die before I give us all up. Um, so he takes the blame. He takes the blame, but nobody really asked for it. Like, nobody was was worried that the bunny story would come out. But that, It's more of like a telltale heart type of thing. Yeah, but, like, one of the other guys in, in, in there, the drunk guy, ends up losing so much control. He's become so paranoid, he keeps thinking Henry's going to kill him. And then there is this other guy, Francis, who keeps thinking that Henry's going to kill him. And Richard is thinking, oh, Henry used to was going to blame me for the whole thing. So everybody's thinking that Henry... So this Henry, guy kind of got... The main character kind of got screwed because he wasn't part of the yeah, original killing. Right. But he got dragged into the yeah. second part. Right. But the crazy thing is every person in the group besides the girl ends up thinking that the main guy that orchestrated it, Henry, is going to kill them next. And they all come to a head in this hotel, and the drunk guy comes with a gun, and he's going to kill Henry. He's like, you were trying to kill me, so I'm going to kill you first. And Henry's like, I wasn't going to kill you. So he wrestles him and takes the gun from him, and he's like, you know how I knew I wasn't going to kill you? And he stands and he shoots himself. He says loyalty, respect, uh, like three words that are supposed to be like part of the Greek, whatever, and kills himself. Um, while they were wrestling, the, the main guy gets shot. So he tells, he whispers to the girl before he dies. He's like, just blame any, everything that happened in the hotel on oh, he got, suicidal. He got shot. He got shot because they were wrestling too. the gun from him. So he died too. No, he just got shot. He didn't die. Oh. He goes to the hospital, whatever. Then a few years pass by and one of the other guys can't deal with the guilt. He sends a postcard to the rest of them that are uh, alive still and says, I'm going to kill myself. It was good knowing you. And he tries to c- cut himself. He doesn't die. What a war. Uh, yeah. So they, all end up, so they all end up meeting together. The guy that's drunk ends up having a nervous breakdown and moves to Texas with a random drug dealer. The girl is so brokenhearted about the guy that killed himself that she'd never be normal again. The guy that cut himself is secretly gay. But, he told, but his dad told him, if you ever come out and not marry a woman, I'll cut you off. So he's married to a woman that doesn't know that he's gay. And he's this whole time he's gay. And Richard Pappin, the main guy, ends up having to go back and do his, like, PhD because he got a useless degree almost. Yeah, like, yeah. He has to go back and do a graduate degree. And this whole time, it's, it's like they all went on with their lives and they still can't get over what they did and all the events that led up to it. And basically it ends with the main guy, Richard Pappin. And she does this She does this in the Goldfinch. And she does it so good. The main guy is constantly in love with the girl. Yeah. You know, he's, he's like, oh, she looks so beautiful. Oh, I love her. I wish I could be with someone like that. Blah, blah, blah. Then towards the end of the story, he confesses it to her. This is five years after they graduated like, they're done with school. They haven't talked to each other for a few years. They only met up because they both heard about the guy wanting to kill himself. So they both go to the hospital, and they meet up there. And he tells her, he's like, oh, I've loved you. Just let's get married, whatever. And every other author would give that romantic story to you. You'd be mm-hmm. like, 
All right, here you go. There, let's do a happy ending. She she makes the girl reply by, "I'm sorry, I'm still in love with Henry." Oh, and and it's like, it, like the main guy, the protagonist, is like. But he's dead. And she's like, it doesn't matter. I, I'll never love you like I love him. Oh, it's like, I love that. I love that she crushes the dreams of the protagonist. Not because I'm some sort of crazy man. But because that that's life. Life yeah. isn't happy endings, right? And it's every other author would give you that ending. It's like five years have passed. They've been through enough shit. A guy commits suicide. A guy tries. Her brother's in is bonkers oh you know there's nothing left you know it is what it is she's kind of like a loser in life because she ends up having to move back home take care of her grandma she doesn't have a life and she this whole time she's depressed like everybody sort of like they paid their dues i mean they killed two guys but they paid their dues and you would think towards the end of the story donatar would be like all right, let's give you one happy thing. Nope. <laughs> no, she pulls it back, and I love that. I love that. She did the same thing in Goldfinch towards the end of the story. She, 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 the main guy has been in love with the girl since he was a kid. I mean, obsessed with her for decades. And finally, he tells her how she feels, and she could give it to you because there's nothing stopping her from doing it, and she doesn't. And I love that yeah usually it doesn't uh because that's real life right usually it doesn't work like that yeah it doesn't work just because you have been obsessing with somebody for years doesn't mean it's gonna happen and, and not only that but it's your feelings and they don't even maybe know or um because it's happened to all of us right where you're like oh man i'm thinking about that girl but they don't even yeah know she's 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 she does such a good job like i said pulling back enough of the story to keep control of it it's it's almost like if she says one or two more lines in a specific in a specific paragraph she would be taking away she would be making it obvious she doesn't do that she she sort of just gives you just enough just enough to be like okay i i i it's not supposed to be this cut and dry Mm. it's she does such a good job of it. Honestly, I, I, I mean, I love this book. I love the Goldfinch, and I love this book. And I, he's giving it a five. I'm so upset that you read the only one that wouldn't <laughs> probably feel. Now I gotta tell you, you gotta read one of the other ones. I will. I think I think Goldfinch is a a faster read, even though it's longer. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because this one, she does a lot of describing of. Mm. Nature in Vermont, the snow falling, the, mm. how the dorms are. There's a lot of like kids randomly smoking cigarettes, and the buds of the ashes are hitting the like. It's just a lot of descriptiveness that I don't think you would like as much. But in the Goldfinch, oh my! I have to borrow one. Yeah, yeah, Goldfinch for sure. If you had to read one of these three, I would say Goldfinch. Uh, then obviously Secret History. Yeah, I'm definitely giving it a five out of. Five out of five. What what are you uh, what are you rating uh, that one? Probably like a three point five out of five. because it wasn't bad. It was just part of it is expectations that I had, but it wasn't like a bad book. Did you take a break between? What do you mean? Like, did you stop reading it for a while? Not a while, mm-hmm. but maybe like a day. You know, if you get busy or whatever. Um, 
I noticed that long. about I, I noticed like if I don't read it for a day, it's a little bit harder to pick up. I, I agree with but, yeah, I but agree with the thing I like, try to read it every night. Yeah, know? yeah. But if I'm continuous with it, I mean the last hundred pages were so good, I just read them all in one sitting. But I, I like to me, if I stop for a day, I find I don't even remember where I left off. So for me, I feel like there's no way I'm gonna get back. I, to yeah, it. I felt like a lot of it, this book is like I was in, I was invested in the Harriet part, mm-hmm. but when she switched the other family, it was like it was harder to be in it because it was just so many characters, and it's not really about that. It's really about this girl. So, and I found myself like reading those like not as probably. Mm-hmm. Intently as I, you should, because I'm like, oh, I want to get back to this. Yeah, yeah. Harry Potter's way more interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, interesting. Um, okay, so that was easy. I guess. I guess we know who won that battle. Um, yeah, me. <laughs> dominant. You can't even win in Dom- dominant. Um, yeah, I, I think this is. I mean, regardless of everything, I'm glad we did it because otherwise, I don't think I would have read another Donna Tart book so quickly. I probably would have said i'll read it eventually so the fact that we did this forced me to read it yeah i thought it was, I thought it was good because it was i mean totally different you know when, when 10 years apart of books yeah. it is kind of interesting to see how it kind of changes yeah because what this was her second that was her first mm-hmm. so you could see what she she yeah but but it's so crazy because now the goldfinch seems similar to her first book yeah i think this was like an outlier yeah I think I, I, I tend to believe I had this was like a just. I'll tell you what she she gained a new fan, um, and the next time she comes out with a book, I'll to the, the first time next to year. read it. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Maybe the year after. I mean, I think twenty thirteen she came out with that one. So maybe twenty twenty three. I mean, maybe it doesn't have to be every ten years, but I definitely know that she's she's said in interviews. She would rather take her time and write a big, good book because she believes that if you find a book that you like and you read it 10 times, it's better than reading 10 books and you only liking one. I was like, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so because I, if you gave me Goldfinch again and I had time to read it, I would read it all over again. I, I thought that was so good. And the same with this one. Um, the Goldfinch was just it was it was different, it was. I guess because like we know New York, you you, you kind of like, and and he's at like the museum, uh, you know, like his his the events happen in the museum. He lives in like the village and the Upper West Side. And that could be a, maybe uh, a point to this that it was in Mississippi, which is mm-hmm. not somewhere I ever frequented. <laughs> never went. Never have any desire. So you haven't you haven't vacationed on the Mississippi Delta. I don't think I ever. How went. dare you, man? Is that like a poorest state? <laughs> Mississippi, I think it's a. We apologize to all our Mississippi fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matt, stop saying they do not have electricity in Mississippi. Yeah, that's yeah, not true. Well, I, I, no, uh, yeah, I, I mean, you you have to have something in Mississippi to go to Mississippi. I can't. Is it Jackson, Mississippi? Jackson, Mississippi. That's their main city. Oh uh, yeah, they, um, I guess they have like. Um, but yeah, you're right. Some cities, you you yeah. didn't. You can't really relate to it as much. I mean, all the times that I was thinking about Vermont when I was reading this, I was sort of like. Picturing Vermont because I've been to New England. Yeah, I was just picturing a swamp. <laughs> a big swamp. Again, we apologize to all our Mississippi friends. But I mean, there's um, swamps there. So. We again apologize for Mississippi friends. 
Uh, but yeah, Goldfinch, I think like the entire setting, besides 100 pages in the middle, that's set in Vegas, the rest of the book is all in New York. And you can picture it, like an apartment, an Upper West Side, yeah, or yeah, yeah. the museums, or the street that he's walking in, or the small bodegas. That, I mean, you really can picture it because you've been there. So like, it's it's good because you can always picture how he's how he's going about. And the same with this, you can picture New England, you can picture snow. I mean, if you live in Florida and you read this book, you're like, you're either going to think it's the most ridiculous thing in the world, or you're going to think, oh, I definitely want to go to Vermont with yeah. the snow. You know, I, I, I don't know. I think she did such a good job with, with, the, with the two. I got lucky. Thank God I didn't pick that one up first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you have to read it, though. It's part of your trilogy. I will. I will actually. I will read it. But I will read that when you read the Goldfinch. Okay. I think that's what we'll do. I'll I'll read this, and you read the Goldfinch, and that way I can see her worst, and you can see her best. Yeah, that'd be cool. All right. Um. Thanks, guys, for listening. We appreciate it. Um, now get out of here. Now get the hell out of here. And You're uh, fired. for 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 all the fifteen Mississippi uh, folks that we lost, we do apologize. Matt doesn't mean it. He's never no, been to Mississippi. Never... I am a big friend of the South. Are you? Are we trying to get these people yeah, back yeah. or what? Yeah, he is. He yeah, is. I'm from. I'm originally from Mississippi. Yeah, he right? is. He is. Um, yeah, right. You wouldn't catch me dead in that piece of <laughs> no. uh, I'm from Mississippi. <laughs> uh, thanks, guys. We appreciate you listening. Seriously, thanks. Uh, if there's any ideas out there, any books that you want us to read and go over, we will gladly do so. Just let us know. Give us a follow. Thanks again for listening. Uh, And we'll see you next week. See ya.